I hope everybody is doing well. Part of our makeup and what makes us human and what makes us us is this need for relationship, need for healthy relationship. We need to love and be loved. And in that context, we get a significance, purpose. Uh, we, we really are foundational need is is to be loved and to love and we were wired for relationship we're wired for love i was just listening to an interview with carolyn leaf and she said it we are wired for love and that is um true that is so true and in the place where that's not working out well for us uh we have pain we have pain and we respond different ways in our pain uh, in what may feel like a rejection or abandonment or, you know, whatever abuse, whatever that is, or mismatch or being misunderstood or all the different things that we can tend to go through. And it can be very confusing. Anyone else been confused about navigating in the context of relationship, um, our rights, our boundaries, right? And, um, and this commandment that God who is love gave us to love as he loves. And so what does that look like? And we get really confused. We get confused about what love is. Uh, We get confused about, uh, about boundaries and we confuse boundaries and walls. We get confused about our rights and, uh, and how that, that interlaces with other people's rights. You know, we we're living in a culture where, much of the tenure is my rights, my rights, my rights, my rights. And, and you do have rights. It is true. Uh, the challenge is, is that we're, it, when we take our rights out of the context of loving as Christ loves and being loved, our rights can trample on other people's rights. And you didn't see Jesus a lot talking about like my rights, his rights, people's rights. As a matter of fact, he really irritated the snot out of his disciples because they're all about, look at this, you know, horrible government, this oppressive government. And we have rights as the children of Israel, right? And, you know, set your kingdom up and you tear this other one down and he wouldn't cooperate. <laughs> how many times, how many of you gotten annoyed with God because he's not cooperating with our agenda? Um, and we feel, you know, this is how it should look like. So God, what's the problem? And we can get really offended with God. I've, I've talked about that numerous times. Um, but you know, this, this concept of rights, but you do have rights because you're a human being made, made in the image and likeness of God. And so what does, what does love do? Well, love sacrifices for each other. But then how do you navigate that where in loving as he loves, where you're not a doormat? And so um, these are tricky things. And, it, and, and you know, so much of our pain is that in relationship, this has not been navigated well. And uh, sometimes we don't navigate it well, right? And so, you know, h- how do we navigate it? And I, I just really felt like there was an intersection 
between this concept of rights, uh, boundaries, walls, and loving as Christ loves. And I, I think, you know, it, it, it helps, oh my goodness, bring clarity, right? Because sometimes what happens is we're tracking to an extent with what love is, which we're commanded to love. Um, but then we go off into the weeds and we get confused about what love is. And there's a, there's a very, um, common thing that says love is love. And, and this is in the LGBTQ thing. And I'm not addressing that particular thing. I'm talking about love in general. And sometimes love is, is love until it's not. <laughs> and love is self-sacrificial. And so, you know, God is the one to help us navigate that, right? Um, and love also applies equally to everything. So love involves loving one another. Love involves loving oneself. We automatically respond to the love of God by loving him back because that's how we're wired, okay? And so everybody's taken care of. Yay! <laughs> and when everybody's taken care of, we don't have to get our panties in a wad so much about our rights and my rights. And and we're not so offended. You know, if love is patient and kind and is not easily offended, um, that's that's actually diagnostic. And so sometimes what we're taking as as love is not love because we were good until we weren't. Okay. Uh, God gets to define himself and he gets to define love. And then in that place where I'm, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. Um, and I'm supposed to respond to God, the love of God in love. Well, what does that look like? And I, and one thing that helps me, and sometimes I just want to get practical for you because we get confused. And where there is confusion, we lose power and we end up hurting one another and hurting ourselves. So on one hand, we're self-sacrificial love, but you do, let me just say this. How many of you think that Jesus as the express image of the father of God in the flesh? Um, how many of you think, I just want you to think about it for a second, because he's love, he's truth, he's life. I get it. There's multiple dimensions, but we're talking about love because he commanded us to love. And this is the relational aspect. So how many of you think, just in your own mind, think about it. How many of you think that Jesus was a doormat? Sorry, I'm smiling. <laughs> Probably shouldn't smile. I mean, sometimes we think, sometimes he'd kind of kick butt and he knew how to navigate. He said, I only do what I see my father doing. Well, Father God is love. I mean, Holy Spirit's love. Jesus is love. We get it. All right. But if he's only doing what he sees love doing, that means he's only doing what love does. Sometimes love says no. There were times I bring it up a lot, but this is, I think it's really helpful in the place of boundaries. When does love say no? Well, sometimes um, in loving my neighbor as myself, I have to love myself. I have to be able to invest in myself so that I can be other giving love. And sometimes I need to say no to myself in my ego, in my selfishness. No, that's not love. And actually, oh my goodness, sacrifice for someone else, right? Um, and sometimes I need to say no 
to someone who is trampling on me and is violating my boundaries. My boundaries that say these are the resources I have. Um, this is what I'm able to give. This is what I'm willing to give. And you stop here. Now, boundaries are not walls. And I, in our pain, so often we put up walls, right? And walls um, don't have places to come in. The walls in and of themselves, right? Boundaries have doors and windows. <laughs> but walls say, nope, I'm shutting you out. And by definition, when you shut people out, you shut yourself in. And so we run into this problem of the incredible loneliness, of the incredible alienation, because we have been hurt, right? And in our walls, we nurse our offenses. And we we justify our walls. <laughs> we justify our division. And so uh, when I have an offense, and I'm nursing that offense because my rights have been violated or someone's trampled on my rights and I'm offended. Now the rights, you know, there may be like really valid rights, but when I allow offense to fester, um, I lock myself in, I lock other people out and I lock myself in a place of torment and where we're commanded to love as God loves, okay, um, that means love is patient, love is kind. That means I need to be patient with people. Now, patience does not mean doormat, okay? It means patience with people in their process. But it also means that you can have a boundary. Jesus said no sometimes. Sometimes he said no to the demonized, sick, and whatever. I'm heading off to spend time with my father. That means I'd love myself in order to do what I'm called to do. I need to be led. And this is a time for me not to pour out. It means a time for me to receive. I'm functioning as a human being. So I'm saying, no, <laughs> this is not the time. This is not your time. And I'm self-care. That is important. But when it's all self-care, we have problems, right? So there's this, this, uh, there's a boundary that he created. Love said no. Uh, for the minute until love said yes. <laughs> um, so let's keep on going. So, um, so in that place where love is patient, love is kind, love keeps no records of wrongs, right? It's not nursing an offense. Love is not touchy, the amplified version says. And when I'm all about my rights and you violated my rights and I just have a freaking chip on my shoulder, okay? And I'm all about my rights. Well, the problem is when we're so focused on our rights, we can totally trample other people's rights. Okay. And so, you know, in this place, and I've been seeing this for, with a little bit where we're, we have this saying, love is love. And I'm not trying to knock the LGBTQ, but I, I think sometimes love is really unhealthy. Sometimes love is love until it isn't. Because if it doesn't look like Jesus, it's a twisted, perverted reason. And I'm not knocking the LGBTQ. I'm not picking on them because this is true with everybody, right? So, um, and sometimes love in any context really is not love. Love is about you meeting my needs. Well, is that other giving self-sacrificial? Now, do my needs matter? Yes. Do my rights matter? Yes, they do. I create boundaries. I decide what I say yes to, what I say no to, okay? But where it's not, where it's all about me, well, that's, that's called ego. 
Okay. Um, and that's love is I'm not being patient. I'm not being kind. I'm keeping records of wrongs. I'm actually delighting in evil and I'm not rejoicing in the truth because the truth says I'm not the only thing on the atmosphere. <laughs> I'm not, the, you know, I'm, I'm there and I have my place and other people are there and we all have a place together. We're all important. You're important. You matter. And other people matter. And so we go from the swing of this narcissistic, I fill the entire screen and we're all equal, except some people are more equal than others. <laughs> and then we go to this, um, you know, I'm nothing, I'm worthless, I'm whatever, I'm all, and, and it's, they're both wrong. Ditch, 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 right? And so navigating that, where your rights matter, your needs matter, but other people's rights and needs matter. And so how do we navigate in the context of relationship where everyone matters, everyone needs matter, everyone's rights matter? We're going to have to forgive. Why? Because love keeps no records of wrongs, right? Love is not touchy, right? And we have a very, 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 very touchy. People are hurting and they're angry like stink. And you know what? Angry makes sense. When you have been violated, you will be angry. Okay. When your rights have been violated, you will be angry. But sometimes we build up a case in our mind where we're nursing our violation and it occupies the whole screen. And that's not the entire story. That's not the entire story. That's why uh, we are, God calls us to forgive. It's part of our freedom that we let it go. And you may need to let it go and let it go. And oh God, I'm still mad. Let it go. And okay. Let it go again, right? Ever because forgiveness is totally needed. Sometimes it's not; it's necessary but not sufficient. That's a term we use in the medical profession. This treatment plan is necessary, but that individual thing is not sufficient to solve the problem. Well, forgiveness very often is absolutely necessary. You're not going to get past it. No one really likes it, but it's 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 necessary, but it's not sufficient. So in my navigating my boundaries, in my navigating my rights, I, I is incumbent upon me to forgive. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Wow. Have you been forgiven? You've been forgiven. All your crap, all the stuff you're going to do has been forgiven. It's on you to forgive. It's actually your freedom. So forgiveness is huge. Okay. It also brings clarity because if I am harboring this bitterness I am seeing a very distorted picture of what reality is. And everything will come through my lenses where I'm offended. And it's going to filter in that. So, you know, if someone uh, is at the um, fast food restaurant and they order their burger with pit pickles, that's going to be an offense to me because why everything comes in there, you know. And this is part of the challenge that we're facing. And we're confused. So where love gets to be love and he gets to define himself. Love is patient. Love is kind. Does not envy. Envy is when you are wanting what someone else has. Jealousy means that you are, are jealous for what you have. God is jealous for his kids because his kids are his kids. He's not envious of his kids or of anything else, right? Okay, just thought I'd point that out. That's a little extra right there. I just thought it's really fascinating. Someone else, I can't remember who said that. I think it may have been Paul Young who said that. I want to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> uh, it does not envy. It is not proud. 
So it's not all about me. I mean, listen, this pride being, being comfortable in your skin, uh, being, patting yourself back on your accomplishments, loving who you are, valuing who you are without this context of being greater than another. Um, you know, remember comparison is not wise because either you think you're going to be superior, in which case you're prideful or you're going to be inferior, in which case you're insecure and all of that. Neither is right. Okay. So love gets to define himself. And this is how we're navigating. This is why in relationships, it's just not all about our rights. Uh, you know, I was, I was brought up, um, part of it with a lot of messed up stuff, but one of the dynamics that was brought up is I was kind of brought up in the, I think, I think it's considered the second wave of feminism. And it was a lot about rights. And let me just say this during that time, there were some serious, serious issues. So women, um, like this is wrong. It's wrong. You know, sexism, racism, all the isms. Okay. They're wrong. It's just wrong. Okay. Um, where that went off the rails because something became about my rights all the time. And there wasn't this balance that was healthy because my rights should not supersede your rights. And sometimes when a particular group has been victimized, um, or whatever, um, it, in sort of trying to balance things out, we end up swinging over into the other ditch. And this is my, you know, uh, you know, this in, in, in wisdom, okay. Um, one, one ill does not justify another ill. And you've seen this a lot where the victims become the victimizers. And the victimizers become the victims. And it's just, it's messed up. <laughs> so we're, we're demessing, we're demessing and we're in process to do it, right? So as we're navigating this in the context of relationship, everybody's needs matter. Everybody's rights matter. Now I don't have a right to step on your rights. I don't have a right. I have a right to love and be loved. I have a right to be honored. And so do you. And in honoring me, I can't dishonor you. I've just dishonored myself if I dishonor you in trying to maintain honor. And that's, we, we've, we've gone off into a ditch of what honor is. So we're called to love and honor. And that means everybody's boundaries get to be, um, get to be, uh, honored. Yeah. Get to be honored. And there's so many people who've not learned about boundaries. They're just really confused. And they're shut behind their walls and they put up walls and we divide and we end up in bittered and divisions. And you know what? Ding to ding ding. We are all God's kids. Every one of us. And there's not one child that is favored over another. He doesn't play favorites. He is no respecter persons. I think it may say that somewhere, right? Uh, and every child has rights has needs that are valid, has a worth and value that needs to be honored and they need to honor. And so as we are navigating and we're trying to make up for past injustices, right? I mean, you know, um, have there been people groups that have been totally, you know, they've been enslaved, they've been um, 
push down. Yeah, this is wrong. Have there been genders? Yes, there has been. But you know what? Both genders have harmed each other. We've not honored love. And so, uh, loving one another. And so, um, it's incumbent upon us. And this is an inside work. This is an inside work. So we go before the Lord and we say, God, where have I gotten it wrong? Where is love not looking like love? Where am I demanding my rights? And in so doing, I'm trampling on other people's rights. Uh, where am I? Maybe I, in demanding my rights, maybe I need some healing, uh, in that, in the pain that's causing me to make demands because I need healing here. And that's an internal thing. That's between you and God to get that healing. Because let me say this. Let me help you. Um, chances are the people that have harmed you in relationship, most of them probably do not have the capacity to make up for the harm they did you. I'm going to say that again. Very often, not always, very often, the people that harmed you most, particularly in the context of human relationships, do not have the power to restore to you the damage that they did. See, and this is one of the reasons why we forgive, because if my abuser can't pay back for what they did, um, me, me holding on to that grudge and my rights and all these things, okay, I, I'm never going to get what I need. Okay. But then if I look unto the one, so Jesus, they can't make up for that, but I'm releasing and forgiveness them to you. And then I'm looking for you to restore, to heal and for restitution. You know, we leave vengeance up to God. So it's not payback. Like we're going to get you now. It's restitution for you where you've been despitefully used. Right. And this is why we forgive. And as we forgive, we're able to see more and more clearly. Very often when people are having a hard time hearing from God, the first thing I ask them is like, ask, ask the Lord who, who you need to forgive. Very often. Because, you know, we live in a world which is painful and we hurt one another. And sometimes, you know, well, I've already forgiven them. Well, like if it's coming up, you need to forgive them again because there's apparently some sort of offense that you're holding on to. And it's okay for that to be a process. I had to forgive my abuser, whatever, uh, many times. And there's times I still like, oh crap. Okay. That's on there. Why I need to keep my heart clean, my heart clean. And then I received the ministry for what I, what I need. So if they belittled me, if they made me feel worthless, if they made me, if they um, violated me, if they made me, if they stole from me, if they took advantage of me, whatever it was, um, then that just needs ministry in that place. But me putting up a wall to divide is, is not a sustainable, like if there's someone extremely toxic, you know, you may be in a process where you, you put up a wall while you work on some stuff and then you create a boundary, right? So God, forgiveness does not mean um, reconciliation because sometimes people are just too dang toxic to reconcile to, but it doesn't mean that that's a complete wall because I, I don't want to be trapped in my own walls and I don't want to be trapped standing on my walls, putting up my flag for my rights. Um, and you need to honor my rights. And it's, you know, cause it's really interesting for, if you think about a lot of the people that are screaming about their rights <clears throat> and it comes from all sorts of different directions, it's like enough is never enough. And you, you know why that is? It's because 
the people that harm them can't make it up to them. I mean, that's just true. You try and that's good. We, we should always do what we can. When, if we have, um, uh, uh, hurt people, we need to make it up as best we can, but we can't always make up the whole thing. Most of the time we can't. Okay. So you do what you can. Um, but that what needs to happen inside them is they just need ministry for God to bring peace, for him to bring wholeness in the places that were violated, in the places that were trodden, in the places that were abused, right? And that is our, um, that is how we get peace. That's how we transcend the evil that has been done to us and the evil that we've done to one another because we all need to be forgiven, right? We all need to forgive and be forgiven. And then we all need to grow in wisdom. Well, how do I love? One of the questions that I ask is, how do I love as Jesus loves without being a doormat? Well, we need to understand how Jesus loves. That means Jesus had a no and Jesus had a yes. (laughs) And God has let your no be no and your yes be yes. And some people have a really hard time saying no. Well, you have a real boundary problem. Okay. And that's actually on you. I'm not trying to be nasty. So I'm trying to empower you, right? Because if it's on me with something that I have power over, that empowers me. And so the thing is, uh, it was so important that uh, we don't fall into a victim mentality, okay? That we're powerful where we're powerful. And that means uh, you're, pa- you're powerful for your actions, attitudes, behaviors, reactions, decisions, and well-being. So in your decisions and well-being, I'm powerful on that. I get to have a no and I get to have a yes. And if I'm not sure yet, I get to have time <laughs> to figure out my no and my yes. Sometimes people, their automatic thing is yes. And sometimes other people, their automatic thing is no. And maybe we ought not to be so automatic. Maybe we need to sit with it right? So that we can actually have a yes and have a no. Uh, If you feel pressured, okay, well, you need to push back on the pressure, push back on the pressure about you need to say, yeah, no, I I need to seek the Lord. I need to see where I have peace. And then when I figure out what my peace is, then I can have a yes and then I can have a no. And when everybody functions that way, Things actually work really well. We get some win-wins. Hallelujah in relationship where you win and I win, right? That's brilliant. That sounds like, oh my goodness, God. Let me just ask you, um, just want you to think a little bit. In the relationship of father, son, and spirit, um, is that, do you think there's a winner and loser in that? They're all other giving love. And so they're all submitting to one another in love. Um, there is no hierarchy in in the Godhead. Uh, their father's not greater than spirit, spirit not greater than son, not, right? They're all one, but they're all other giving love, right? And so there's not one doormat and their joy is submitting to one another, right? It's kind of like when you really love one another, you know, you ever notice some people that are just great lovers and they're givers and you go out to eat and they're like, They're battling for the check to pay the check. It's just really sweet, right? It's other giving love. And we get to be that for one another. And things work really well. Things work really well. 
And in the place where love is love, where it's God is who he says he is, and it looks like what God says love looks like, they're trustworthy. They're not taking advantage of each other. No one's a doormat. Service where you powerfully can lay yourself down for someone else, not because out of love. You do it out of love, not because you don't have rights, not because your needs don't matter, not because someone else's needs and rights matter more, but because you love. You can lay yourself down to lift someone else up. And that's how we were created to be. Can you imagine if the world were like operating in other giving love and and we were like, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? Right. And then people would give and they'd receive. Right. And there was this balance and people had boundaries. People had yeses and nos. All of that, people would love it on it. It would be, I think, oh yeah, it's heaven on earth. <laughs> and God called us to be one as he and the father are one. What does that look like? That looks like other giving love where no one's a doormat, but everyone is powerful. And if I'm powerful and I um, I have my boundaries, I don't have to scream about my rights. Okay, um, I can just say yes and no and have my yes be yes and my no be no. And I can have clarity with what that is. Usually we'll fall in one ditch or the other, right? We'll fall in the me, 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 me ditch and we'll fall into the you, 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 you ditch. And ultimately both of those are self-focused because one is saying that you're more important to me and the other is saying uh, uh that one is saying uh you're more important than me and the other one's saying I'm more important than you and they're both wrong. <laughs> we call it a ditch. Either way, we get to operate in the place where we have our yes, we have our no, we have our boundaries and we get to love as he loves. And that includes loving ourselves. Love needs to look like love. It really does. Um, and uh, we get a bunch of things confused with love. We get so many things confused with, I mean, you know, and I, I'm not going to preach a whole thing on that because there's been a lot of people who preached on it. But if it doesn't look patient and kind, if it's envying and boasting, if it's proud, if it's rude, if it vaunts itself, if it's puffed up, if it's keeping records of wrongs, if it's delight in e- delighting in evil, but not rejoicing in the truth, if it's not protecting, if it's not, um, if it's not always believing the best, if it's not that, um, if it, if it fails, it's not love. And we need to go back. We just need to go back to get wisdom. And we need to recognize that we're in this together. Everybody's needs matter. Everybody's rights, quote unquote, matters. Uh, everybody needs to be loved and honored. Everybody needs to have a no. Everybody needs to have a yes. Everybody needs to create healthy boundaries, uh, that, that, um, that are sustainable, um, that we can be in relationship, but it be looking healthy. And, you know, this takes some doing because we've gotten really really, really, really confused. And there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. This is not a condemnation thing. It's not allowed. But there is a ding-da-ding-ding diagnostic thing of where we have violated love or we've let other people violate uh, us in love, violate love in us, right? Um, You know, and so 
um, learning to navigate these things, learning who you are, learning your yes, learning your no, forgiving, not, not insisting and demanding my rights, but having boundaries and you get it all and not having it all be about you and not having it all be about someone else. But just like father, son, and spirit, they all love one another, submit to one another in love and receive love. And they all point to one another and value one another. And it is heavenly because it's God and it's love. And this is what we were designed for. We were designed for relationship. We're not designed to be our own little islands. We're not designed to, um, you know, to, uh, to have it all be about other people, but there's balance in it and there is empowerment in it so that we can truly do the one thing that God commanded is to love as he loves. Anyway, I hope this has been helpful. I know there's a lot of confusion here. If you're confused, it is okay. No condemnation, but oh my goodness, get the ministry that you need. If there are things that God is convicting, not condemning, he'll never condemn, but convicting and he's like, no, that's not, no, that's not love. No, mm -mm. no, you can come up higher there. Now, let me help you. If you're feeling confused, let me just say, I'll just be brilliant here for a second. (laughs) You're confused. If you're feeling confused, you are confused. So which means you go to the one who is not confused. And that is the one who made you right in his image and likeness. And he's not confused and he can, will lead you and guide you into all truth. So what does it look like? What does it look like here where I'm living with my pain points, with my confusion, where, where I've sinned, quote unquote, against my brother, where my brother, quote unquote, has sinned against me or my sister? Um, what does that look like? And then what are you calling me to do for me? Because you will always be empowered in and of yourself uh, to be powerful, to be responsible for yourself. You will always be empowered. You're not responsible for other people. You will always be empowered to love and honor. That means you're going to have to forgive. That means you're going to have to maybe let your beef go um, and trust the Lord to restore to you. Um, you know, God will lead you. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I know it looks like something and God will lead you and guide you in it. Let the Lord minister to you. Let him help you develop those boundaries. Let him help you take down those walls and allow actually people in. Let him help you know what love looks like and what honor looks like. Let him, let him help you stand up. If you've been a, a, a doormat and have lost your voice, let him empower you with that voice. You are powerful. You are important. You matter. You are significant. Uh, where it feels like somehow maybe you feel like you're more significant than other people. <laughs> Let him help you with that. That's not good for you. Let him empower you in whatever needs to be empowered. And he's masterful in that. You have to realize that God is masterful at relationships. He's love himself. And he's pretty much got it right. Yeah, absolutely. Within himself, within the Trinity, and then you in him and him in you, and then leading and guiding us in all truth, causing us to come together to be one, to forgive, to embrace, to value, to celebrate to give voice to, um, to empower everybody. So we get to see the fullness of 
every human being, uh, which is, which is beautiful. It's a manifestation of the sons of God that release creation from its bondage. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you to, today. I hope it's uh, brought some clarity. I hope it's maybe stirred up some things in you. It was like, well, what do I need to need to work on here? Um, yeah, let's do that, Jesus. Show me what that is. What do I, who do I need to forgive? Who do I, who, how do I need to be like, oh crap, I'm kind of esteeming myself better than I ought. What about my boundaries? Maybe I'm, I'm seeing myself as less than who I am. God is the one to help you see yourself and others properly, help us to relate properly. And that is heaven on earth. I love you guys. I hope this has been a blessing. You have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit CatherineToon.com.